Hi, hi, hi. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I hope all is well with you. It's Harold Mawela here. I would like to just share something with you, share a word with you, uh, you know, on the nine steps to restoring trust in a troubled uh, marriage. Uh, you know, it's, it's not that easy. It's, it's a tough thing. Uh, I believe that we all know by now that, you know, whether you're married or not, that trust is much harder to restore than it is to, to break, you know. Whether the trust that was broken was done in a gradual, uh, you know, fade over time or snapped overnight, you know, the healing process is a slow, slow, slow process and a very painful, uh, you know, process to, to get through it. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about marriage, uh, you know, and even more to say about, uh, you know, us trusting, uh, you know, the Lord. You know. So perhaps one of the best ways to build trust in a troubled marriage is to focus more on our trust in the Lord, you know, um, and, 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 and focus less on our actions, uh, you know, sin and betrayals of our spouse. You know, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. And that's what uh, Psalm 118 uh, verse 8 says, you know. Uh, I believe it's easier said than done sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I believe you get what I'm talking about. So don't get me wrong, marriage is a good thing. You know, God declared that it wasn't good for, for a man or for Adam uh, to be alone, you know. But because of what happened in the garden, because of the fall of man, uh, you know, the entrance of sin into this world, our ideal relationships with God and with each other were actually broken. So this side of heaven, you know, those relationships will never be fully restored, you know, to, to a whole, you know, or made whole uh, the way God wants them to be. But they can still be good. Hallelujah. So we all know by now, uh, you know, uh, married or not, that trust is much harder to restore you know, than it is to break. So whether the trust that was broken was done in a, you know, like I said, in a gradual fade over time or, or snapped overnight, you know, the healing process is slow and, and painful. We all know that. But just like, uh, you know, uh, significant wounds, uh, you know, they don't heal in a day, you know. So trust isn't rebuilt in a 24-hour period when a spouse has been betrayed and had by the other the cut is deep and it is pain uh, it is painful so it it, it mostly um, requires more than a band aid you know it's it's not impossible but it takes work on behalf of both uh, parties you know so Let's just go and, and, and just look at those nine uh, steps of restoring trust in a troubled marriage. Uh, number one is uh, counseling. 
you know, counseling is, is very important. You know, not every instance of a, you know, broken trust de uh, demands counseling, but many instances do. And that's okay, you know. If that's necessary, go and, and, and do it. You know, do whatever it takes to get uh, your marriage back on track. You know, so a Christian mediator or a counselor can help a couple talk through, you know, uh, uh, the tough stuff, you know, to stay on the topic and to find resolutions, you know. There is a zero shame in seeking this wisdom from, you know, another. If your marriage has been wounded, uh, you know, by uh, sexual adultery, I especially recommend professional help, you know, for proper healing. You know, it's a serious wound that if uh, if it is left untreated, it can become, uh, you know, infected and create lasting damage in, in, in a relationship or in someone's life. You know, let marriage be held in honor among all and let marriage be, uh, you know, bad be undefiled for God will judge uh, the sexual, immoral, and the adulterous. Uh, that's Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Number two, quality time. Go on a date. Sometimes if one party in a marriage is still had, uh, you know, first time together might sound like a nightmare. But when both partners are ready, quality time without kids, you know, or interruptions, uh, from work, it can go a long, 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 long way. You know, share a meal together, uh, take a long walk downtown or somewhere, uh, you know, scenic, you know, you know, skip the movie and have, uh, you, you know, um, a date in a place where you have to talk and you have to engage uh, with one another. You know, hold hands, love, Remember actually why actually you fell in love in the first place, you know, and give the Holy Spirit time, uh, you know, to soften uh, your hearts, you know, give him time to, to comfort you, heal you, uh, you know, to mend those, uh, you know, broken parts in your life. Number three, listen and communicate. When a spouse has been betrayed in a marriage, the best way to build trust, again, is, uh, 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 is for the offending party to simply listen, you know, not talk too much. You know. Sitting down and giving you know, a head spouse their full attention you know, with zero in, uh, interruptions or judgment can be a balm to a stinging wound. You know, so even if the offended spouse has said it all before, you know, listen, uh, you know, to them one more time. Offer assurance if possible. Talk, you know, share your heart in return. Vulnerability is a beautiful gift that tears down the walls and puts you uh, both back. Uh, into the same team. It, it actually mends you back uh, together into, into oneness, you know. There are always uh, exceptions, but 
Typically, men tend to struggle with listening more than women. The Bible commands uh, this to husbands again and again. It says, show honor, you know, to and live with, uh, you know, your, your wives in an understanding manner. You know, like our quote, it says, likewise, husbands live with your wives, you know, in an understanding way, showing honor, you know, to the woman as a weaker vessel, since they, uh, they are hers uh, with you on the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. And if you want to check on that, it's First Peter chapter 3, uh, verse 7, you know. So also wives have got instructions uh, from God for their role in marriage, namely uh, respecting their husband. However, as it says, I quote, however, each one of you also must love, uh, you know, his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect uh, her husband. Ephesians chapter 5, verse uh, 33. So if I was to put this in a simple way, when both spouses leave their intended roles, there is harmony. Listening to each other can help bring about, you know, the trust that is needed for each spouse to feel safe, um, you know, living out their role and, you know, for the glory of God. Number four, spend time in the word and in prayer together. That's very important that you spend time to read and also to pray together. You know, nothing mends wounds faster than time spent in the word of God. There is healing, you know, in God's word. So when a couple comes to the Lord together, uh, you know, uh, when they are broken, uh, you know, desperate and seeking the threefold strength, God is glorified, you know. Let me quote, um, for if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls uh, and has no other, you know, has no other to, to lift them up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But now can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. You know, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Yes, that was taken from uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 10 to 13, you know. So make time for God's word individually and make time for God's word together. That is very important. Number five, put aside your pride. When someone has hurt someone else, it's a natural, uh, you know, defense to feel prideful and start listing the things that the other party did wrong in the past, you know, instead. But this survival instinct only pours salt into your spouse's open wound. You know, if you are looking to rebuild uh, the trust in your marriage, put aside your pride and focus on your spouse's pain. Own your mistake. And do what it takes to make it right 
and you know rather than trying to to minimize it for you know the pride sake you know so the bible or the word of god uh, you know says that god resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble you know that's james uh, chapter 4 verse 6 number 6 let go of the grudges let go of the grudges you know there's a difference between enforcing healthy boundaries and holding a grudge holding a grudge usually reveals itself in ways where the punishment uh, you know does not fit the crime for example if a spouse feels betrayed because their partner was caught uh, let's say maybe with pornography, you know, it's a clear sign, uh, you know, of, of, of a grudge if that spouse find themselves, uh, you know, uh, gripping about cooking their spouse's dinner or angrily snatching, uh, you know, their all, you know, their laundry off the floor or yelling about the way they snow, you know, that can be a sign of a deeper layer of bitterness um, you know a deeper layer of unforgiveness uh, you know still lacking that needs to be addressed before trust can be rebuilt you know number seven offer forgiveness you know um, I mean this is the emphasis that God gives us especially as, as his children you know, for a believer, forgiveness actually is the key to everything. This doesn't mean you take down boundaries or allow your spouse to run, you know, you over or to keep repeating the same sin, uh, you know, with zero uh, consequences. Rather, forgiveness is acknowledging what has happened and trusting the Lord with it, you know. So every sin on earth, uh, uh, either has been, uh, you know, atoned for by the death of Christ, you know, on the cross, you know. So if you withhold forgiveness from uh, your spouse, uh, you are essentially saying uh, that what he or she did was awful, and Jesus' death on the cross for them, as a fellow Christian, did not cover it. So again and again, I want to say this. Forgiveness does not mean condoning the sinful behavior. It simply means that we are following um, a biblical uh, command and bringing peace you know, into your soul by letting go. You have to learn to let go. You know. So a counselor can help further uh, you know, uh, you to walk through the process of setting boundaries after forgiveness uh, has been uh, put into place. You know, number eight, uh, be patient, be patient. Both parties need to be patient when rebuilding trust, you know, in a troubled marriage. This process can take can take days, can take weeks, can take months, or possibly even years, you know, to be fully restored, depending on the severity of the offense. You know, if you are the offending party, it's your responsibility to not pressure your spouse into rushing 
you know, uh, the process of, of forgiveness and also of healing. You know, it's not up to you entirely. You know, uh, the Bible says love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not uh, insist in its own way. You know, it is not, you know, irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things and believes all things. It hopes all things and jaws all things. Yes, that's First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to uh, 7. Now, if one spouse was betrayed by lies, the offending spouse should show patience and compassion when the offended spouse, uh, you know, has uh, consequentially, you know, uh, uh, st start to, to ask a lot of questions. If one spouse was betrayed by an affair, the offending spouse should show patience and, and, and grace, you know, when, when, when the offended spouse asks to see evidence of the trustworthiness uh, you know, via maybe reading private mess messages, you know. Uh, my last one, number nine, show trust again. At some point, both spouses might, uh, you know, must simply take that leap and, you know, trust again, you know. Trust like, uh, you know, like never before. Trust out of faith, you know. You know, on the rocket leap of <laughs> of a mountain, uh, you know, um, you know, there there comes a time in uh, relationships where spouses either sink or they swim. If your marriage is worth fighting for, you know, um, and the Bible says it is, you know, that's what it's worth fighting for, then stepping out you know, at some point becomes your only option. The good news is you are not alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. You are not blindly trusting your human sinful spouse. You know, just as um, you are also, uh, you know, quite a human and, 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 uh, and also sinful, you are actually surrendering to trusting a holy God to lead you and to guide you into your marriage. You know, ultimately, so much of our relationships are uh, outside of our own control. We can only work on ourselves, you know, pray and also trust the Lord as we seek to trust our spouse more and more each day. Um, actually, nothing uh, will be perfect you know, in the side of Eden. But in the meantime, we have, you know, to dwell on uh, what Peter has said. We have to dwell on Peter's advice. And, and this is what he says. He says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sin. And that's First Peter chapter 4, verse 8. I believe you have learned something from this. You can respond and give me your thoughts. But thank you so much. Blessings.